Dave Mustaine from Megadeth has been in the Freak Nation a couple of times, but this one's for the memoir Rust in Peace. The thrash legend, his bandmates, and crew tell the story of Megadeth's iconic fourth album, along with just some crazy-ass stories from addiction to inner conflict with the band. But if you get right into the meat of the issues that you have with Rust in Peace, I mean, you flatly come out and say that that iconic album was infused with the drugs and alcohol that you were on. Would it have been as badass if you were not on drugs or alcohol, Dave? Of course. When you look at what came out of your lifestyle at that point with Rust in Peace, can you look back at that produ- the production of that album with fond memories, or is it just a collective version of, uh, of an epiphany of memories of things that were happening at the time to where you were just like, holy smokes, how did we get through that album? I think it's a little bit of the latter. Um, but, you know, when you uh, are <laughs> starving and, um, you know, all that matters is, is your art and surviving, you know, you don't really tend to think about much other uh, than those two things. And, and I remember <clears throat> driving around in David Ellison's van in the back seat and uh, writing lyrics on pieces of confetti almost that he had that was rubbish in the back of his bus. You know, of late night we're driving around uh, Silver Lake and El Sereno in Los Angeles looking for anything anyone wanted to score from. And, and uh, that's, that's how we lived. We would just uh, crawl the streets at night looking for anything to do or anyone to hang out with. Dave Mustaine, Megadeth. Dave Mustaine joining us here in the Freak Nation, the memoir Rust in Peace. At one time, what did you need more? The influence of drugs and alcohol or music or maybe music in front of a live audience? Well, I would have to say because of the medical dependency of alcohol and drugs once you're in the throes of addiction, that uh, that would be completely consuming. But I also think that now, uh, you know, I'm a lot older. I'll have a, uh, a glass of wine if I want. I, I rarely do. Much more healthier now. Beat cancer. Um, back to training. Um, working on my fourth black belt right now. And, and um, I'm happy. When you look at the survival of cancer, and it's crazy the litany of people who've come out in support and say, Dave, glad you're back, glad you're part of this, whether it's Richard Marks or someone within your circle, uh, what's the appreciation that you have for people coming out and saying, Dave, you beat this damn thing, congratulations? Uh, Richard Marks in particular I was really happy about because, um, now don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm sure people will, so I might as well just bite it and pick it. Um, I, I thought Richard Marks was an amazing artist. I thought he had a brilliant voice and, and I loved listening to him sing. Um, unfortunately, he went through some stuff and some of us do where we um, ha- have to kind of take a sabbatical, take a step back, take a look at things. And and I I had not heard anything from him and then I got that message from him and I thought wow this is so great I love this guy and you know same thing when Paul Stanley wrote me I thought Paul you're such a legend because we were playing out in uh, that place in the Midwest I think it's Wyandotte or something like that and and Paul's all decked out and he's got his stilts on and um, 
I'm standing out back to the side watching their meet and greet photo shoot thing, right? So Paul's standing right over in the thick of it, all these fans, bunches of them, and he just leaves and walks, stomp, 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 all the way through these guys right up to me, and he goes, oh, Dave, what's up? And I, and I thought, I'm going to have an heart attack right here. <laughs> and he went back and he did his meet and greet thing, and then, uh, uh, you know, I, I really appreciated that, but then when I got the message from him about my cancer, um, it just made me really, really, really love the guy. Because when I when I was a Kiss fan as a kid, I loved Kiss. I, I thought that Ace and and uh, Gene were great. I thought Peter was. I mean, uh, I thought Paul was great. I didn't even like Peter that much. But um, man, it's so so cool nowadays to to just see. You know, you're an old man. All these guys you grew up listening to, you're friends with now, and isn't that cool? Dave Mustaine joining us here in the Freak Nation. Of course, Rust in Peace. The anniversary is, of course, this week, and it's the inside story of the Megadeth masterpiece that you can now get and hear all of these stories that we're talking about and many, many, many more. Let's go to the flip side of that. You talk about some of the stars that gave you words of of encouragement and who have you helped on the other side, whether it's a fan or a family member or who have you been able to help with your story? Well, I'll, I'll go on better than that for you, if you don't mind. Um, I had a uh, local uh, native son from Arizona come to my assistance when we were out on tour. Uh, Alice Cooper was doing the Constrictor tour, and we were out on the road doing the uh, So Far So Good tour, I think. And uh, he called me into his bus, and he had the uh, uh, dad talk. <laughs> and uh, I loved it, and and he's my godfather now, and and I, I think about him always, and try to help him with his uh, his uh, foundation, the Solid Rock Foundation. Uh, it's a good thing for young teenagers that need a place to go safe and hang out. And um, as far as me helping other people, gosh, I try to do that with everybody. You know, I hold doors open for people. I, I let people in traffic. I do all kinds of stuff where I, I just really, really try and, and go out of my way to be humble because. What is, what's the first thing you expect when you see a rock star? <laughs> yeah, right? but that's, that's not always the case, though. It's like, that's the come stereotype. On, come on, don't, don't lie. What no, do you think? Okay, I will say, before I got into the media business, yes, I would think that more often than not. But now that I've been able, for the last 20 years, to be able to talk to sports stars and, and music stars and actors and actresses, it is different. But why? That's just the stereotype. So how do you break through that more often than not? Uh, like eating an elephant, one bite at a time, right? Right. You just got to um, be willing to have some. It's kind of like being a Jehovah's Witness and going out on a Saturday morning and you're trying to sell those stupid magazines. <laughs> My mom was a J-Dub and I hated that. I wanted to watch Scooby-Doo and I'm selling these books with stupid pictures of little kids lying down with lions. <laughs> That's you, huh? That's what you did instead of cartoons on a Saturday morning growing up? Oh, until I learned how to get one of those cable box converters, and then it went straight to porno. Bam! <laughs> no, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's now one it, thing I've been blessed with. I got a hot wife, and I've yeah. never gotten into that thing. And my, how yeah. things have changed now. Kids, and it's just the Internet. <laughs> yeah. What was maybe one specific turning point that you finally were like, all right, this is it. This is my new life on the road to sobriety. I don't know that there really was any one moment because, you know, 
I had tried to get sober several times and, and we'd put a little bit of time together and then something would happen or, you know, we would be going someplace and um, my team would win and I'd have a drink or my team would lose, I'd have a drink or my team was just starting the season and I'd drink or the season just ended and I drank. But you know what? That's the reality. And that's what people need to hear. It's like everybody's journey is just drastically different. But you read or you see in movies, oh, you've got this epiphany. You've got this one point where it changes. No, that's not reality. So as long as you know in the back of your mind you're working on your journey, you might have a slip up here and there. Oh, well, you get back up again. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think that, you know, like I, I uh, said a little while ago um, to the last interviewer, uh, I think forgiveness is a super cool thing. You know, when David Ellison sued me for $18.5 million um, and the judge dismissed him and then uh, made him pay a bunch of money on top of that, he got his ass handed to him in public. And, and uh, I was really, really, really hurt by the things that he said about me. And, and I thought, you know what, if I don't ever see him again, um, you know, I guess I'll be okay. And, and I was sad, but I figured, you know, he's gone. And then uh, one day I'm flying home from Dallas and the flight stops in Phoenix. And, and I, for some stupid reason, I called him up and I said, hey, you want to have dinner? And he said, yeah. So we met. And the first thing he said was, you know, I, I want to tell you, uh, it's the stupidest thing I ever did suing you. And um, I want to apologize. And I, I looked at him and I waited a beat. And I just said, Dave, I forgive you. I completely forgive you. I love you. Wow. And uh, it was over like that. And I think that that's really something great that people should take with them today. Anybody listening to this, you know, you may be somebody you need to forgive or somebody you need to apologize to, but I'll tell you what, man, it makes the day taste a lot better at the end of the day. His name is Dave Mustaine, Rust in Peace. Get it now. Dave, man, we could go 80 minutes. We got eight, but thank you, buddy, for doing this. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You guys be good. Stay safe out there. Yeah, you go through the 20 years of the Freak Nation and look at all the musicians we've had here in the Freak Nation. Uh, you don't hear too often about a the front man and really his co-front man, Dave Ellison, bass player for Megadeth, suing each other for $116 million. Oh. Oh my God. Can you imagine getting that summons? Oh, Wait, man. what? Oh yeah, you 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 pull out the you're right the summons or the issue and it, it, it the, the zeros just keep going. Yeah, really. 